Hello, hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, this week's episode is just me, myself, and I. Um, I wanted to do it by myself for a couple of reasons. One being, you know, we're halfway to a Sino at uh, 50 episodes. And uh, the other reason is, as of recording, we just hit within the last few days a uh, thousand downloads, um, which is freaking awesome. Like, just to think, you know, that it's still uh, still being listened to by someone out there. You know, it's not just me speaking into the void. Um, it's so freaking cool. Um, I since I've started this a couple, a little over two years ago, um, I've had to stop and start, you know, a few times, and it's I know it's. It's not fun when it's inconsistent. Um, you know, believe me, if it was up to me, I would do this every week and not have any problems. Um, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys sticking through. I appreciate whenever you guys share the podcast. I appreciate whenever you guys, you know, uh, leave any comments or suggestions or anything um, dealing with the podcast. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and yeah, I want to do something special. I got to figure it out uh, what I want to do exactly. Um, but one thing I am going to be doing, um, and I'll talk about it at the end of the episode, um, it's going to be pretty fun, pretty exciting, uh, bringing in some new blood, hopefully, um, and then we'll see how that goes. Uh, but for this uh, solo episode, I kind of wanted to theme it. You know, I try to theme this stuff one way or another if I can. It's not always going to be themed. Um, but for this episode, the theme, I wanted it to be Green Lantern. Um, I've said this story so many times. Um but you know, I'll just repeat it again. I I did not grow up watch or reading comics. I didn't start reading comics until maybe a little over ten years ago. Maybe, um, yeah, no, it was a little over ten years ago. It was around two thousand nine. Um, but I grew up watching the cartoons, right? You know, the nineties X Men, Batman animated series, uh, Radioactive Spider Blood. Um, and my favorite of all was uh, Superman the animated series. Um, and what I loved about it was, um, you know, it's, it's Superman. Superman's always been my favorite. Like I would watch that cartoon and just wish, wish that I could be him, you know, wish that I can be Superman, wish that I can be not only just strong and, and have all these powers, but also to be as good as him. You know, he, he helps so many people and, and I love Superman. And I remember one of my favorite episodes or one, one of the episodes that I really liked was, um, the, it, it was the episode where they introduced Green Lantern to that cartoon universe. And in that universe, um, so it was season three. So Superman, the animated series, season three, episode seven. It was titled In Brightest Day. And it's a really cool episode. It's a really cool idea. Um, again, at, at the time, I, as a kid, I didn't know anything about the characters or who they were or whatever. Um, but what was cool is they um, they kind of mixed. Uh, so the, the Green Lantern there, the character that ends up becoming Green Lantern is Kyle Rayner, which was the 90s Green Lantern for the most part. Um, so it's understandable they wanted to put him in there. What was weird is um they had his design very reminiscent of Hal Jordan. I just rewatched it recently, um, just to kind of freshen up my you know uh, my memory a bit, and I was like, oh, I remember him looking more like Kyle Rayner, but I think that was in Justice League Unlimited where they showed him more, you know, like uh the Kyle Rayner design. Um, but he is still an artist. He's an artist for uh, the Daily Planet in that episode, and the show actually starts off with uh. He's hanging out with his buddy. Uh, he's hanging out with Jimmy Olsen, you know, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, the photographer of the Daily Planet. And some, you know, thug tries to steal Jimmy Olsen's camera. Um, Kyle uh, stops him. You know, he's able to to make him trip. He catches the camera, gives it back to him. The guy tries to stab him. He's able to, you know, disarm him and, you know, take him down. 
and he and uh, Jamielson takes a picture and he tries to get it printed in the newspaper and uh, Perry White just doesn't care. He's like, ah, whatever. Um, but he tells me, you know, you're still, you know, you're my hero, even though I'm a fan club of one. And um, over, you know, uh, the next scene is, um, I believe it was. There's a spaceship coming down. Yes, because I remember I was remembering the the memory of this uh, a little differently uh, from growing up because it's been so while. Because uh, it's been so long, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, there's a spaceship coming down, and uh, it gets hit by something. It looks like a shuttle, you know. And uh, on the way down, Superman has to go and save him. And uh, he saves he saves the uh, the shuttle or the the space the, the ship, you know, the American ship. And uh, during that scene. Um, you find out that you know it's Abinsur, the uh, Green Lantern for our sector, which was two eight one four or twenty eight fourteen, um, and he's dying. So he sends out you know the the ring to find somebody worthy, you know somebody uh, who um, who will be a Green Lantern, and uh, it ends up finding uh, Kyle. So he puts it on and instantly starts doing superheroics or whatever, or no, not even he doesn't even do superheroics right away. He's just like confused, like what the hell's going on, um, and then Superman goes to find Abinsur. Abinster tells him, like, hey, you know, uh, Green Lantern's going to need your help. Um, Sinestro's after him. Uh, Sinestro is uh, from the yellow uh, the yellow ring-powered uh, people from Quard, the anti antimatter universe. He's uh, basically a yellow lantern instead of Green Lantern, at least at the time. And um, Superman uh, comes across him, or he comes across Superman uh, at the wreckage and fights him and pretty much whoops his ass right away, which is kind of interesting because Sinestro is badass. He's very cold, calculating. Um, you know, he's no frills. Like he's just pretty much straight to the point, uh, which is very, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I like about Sinestro and I'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the Owens, um, the, not the, uh, what are they, the guardians of the universe, they summon Superman and they basically give him like a brief history of the Green Lantern Corps and, uh, Sinestro. And they tell him like, oh yeah, Green Lantern's going to need your help, you know, especially cause he's so new, he's going to need your help against Sinestro. Um, and that's where uh, we go back to Kyle, and he's um, he's again doing the super heroics. That's where he starts. That's the scene I remember. Uh, save some people doing this and that, and then Sinestro finds him like right away. He's like, "Oh, I thought I had to look for you, but you've just you know shown yourself." And um, they start fighting, and Sinestro's just whooping on these guys. Uh, Superman comes in, tries to assist as much as he can, because uh, the ring has lost power. That's the thing with these lantern rings is usually they need to be recharged. So think of it like your iPhone or whatever, you know, your 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 laptop, uh, any electrical device. It just needs to be recharged, like you know, within a twenty four hour uh, cycle usually, unless you overexert it. And that's what happens. Kyle, you know, he hasn't charged it since he got it. So Superman comes in with the assists and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you got to figure that out. You got to figure out how to charge it. You know, I'm gonna try to hold up Sinestro as long as I can." And um, he goes back and forth with Sinestro a bit, but Sinestro ends up getting uh, the upper hand on him. And uh, Kyle jumps in, starts fighting him, and he's still not quite able to get the edge on Sinestro. And uh, Sinestro pretty much like beats him down, and and uh, Kyle pretends to give him the ring. And when he puts it on, it explodes, and that's where Kyle starts just wailing on Sinestro. He just gets like, he's just like bum rushes him with a bunch of different moves, and uh, ends up taking him out. And then super- once he's like defeated, like you know beat up, Superman comes in and uh, grabs the yellow ring and just dusts it. You know he crushes it, turns it into powder. Um, but it's, it's really cool. Cause, uh, again, that was my first, um, exposure to Green Lantern. I was like, oh, that was a cool episode. Um, cause the first scene that they show Kyle Rayner with the ring, he's, you know, at work and he's, um, 
he's drawing the the shuttle for the newspaper, and the ring starts making the shuttle as well. And you're like, and I, I just thought that was such a cool idea to be able to just make whatever you wanted, like with your imagination. You know, I mean, your imagination and your willpower being the limits. I thought I thought that was such a cool idea, and um, you know, that always stayed in the back of my head. Like I always liked Superman from there on, but Green Lantern was just kind of in the back of my head. Like you know, he was just one of the characters in the show. You know, there's there's plenty of other characters in there. And I remember, uh, as I've said the story many times, uh, because I didn't read comics, you know, I would re- I would read novels. That's what I liked. I, I just preferred to read novels, you know, read chapter books, stuff like that. And uh, because of that, I was in the library volunteering, you know, for my graduation. Probably had to do something. It was it was like forty minutes for four hours of community service. It was not a lot. Like it just it wasn't. And um, I uh, you you can't really read a novel in one sitting. Um, so uh, in between helping uh, the patrons out and pulling the holds and putting the holds back out or putting books back out, returns back out, um, I would just be on the computers. And there's only so long you can be on the computers before you're like, all right, this is boring. Like, I just don't want to do this. So I started looking on the shelves and I noticed, you know, we had a, such a small shelf. It was maybe two feet, two and a half feet, maybe three feet wide. It was not big at all. Though. It was just one shelf of, of trade paperbacks, you know, and hardcovers, comic books. And I remember... Um, how do you say uh, requesting or not requesting a uh, scene uh, Superman. I saw a Superman book. It was a, I think it was like Superman Godfall or God something. And it was, um, I, I remember it was a Michael Turner uh, artwork on it. I don't know who wrote it, uh, but it had Superman like a weird, like leather, like biker outfit um, with a cool, like, you know, Kryptonium motorcycle and stuff. And it was an interesting book. It wasn't the best. I'm not going to lie. Even though it was the first book I read, it, it was not the best story. It was just a little out there and, like, and there's just better books out there, but it was good enough for me to be like, oh, that was interesting. And oh, wow, I read a whole story in like 20, 30 minutes. I can't do that with a novel. So I was like, all right, you know, I, I read through everything else we had there Batman and Justice League and just a bunch of different stuff, you know, Marvel stuff, Spider Man, all this and that. And uh, once I read through everything, I knew through the whole system, you can just request books. And so I'm like, oh, what should I request in? Um, and I ended up requesting in, uh, I, I remember, I'm like, oh, that was that Green Lantern character in, in the Superman cartoon. So I started looking up, you know, the top uh, Green Lantern books, um, you know, must read Green Lantern books for in, in general for the character and uh, a lot of really good stuff. You know, some classics like the Green Lantern Green Arrow. I know I've talked about it in a previous episode. Um, I love it. You know, I read that book at least once a year, if not every other year, just to keep it fresh in my head because it's such a great series. And then uh, at the time they had just gotten over and they were they were just getting ready to go into Blackest Night and they had just gotten over within the last year. Or so it was um. Then, yeah, the last year or so uh, was the Sinestro Core War. So I read it, and uh, the, the hardcover at the time was two parts. It was a uh, part one, part two, and uh, I uh, I read I read it, and it was just it was it was something just completely different. Like I think I had read Green Lantern Rebirth by then, so it was him. It was Hal Jordan coming back as the Green Lantern because he he. he after he, you know, in a previous storyline, he had died, uh, reigniting the sun. A lot of that went into it, whatever, you know. But uh, he was dead at the time, or he was the specter at the time. And um, they brought him back. Uh, it was Jeff Johns was writing it. He brought him, brought Hal Jordan back as the Green Lantern. And, you know, they're continuing the series with it. Um, was it? Or- yeah, Green Lantern Rebirth. So um, in Sinestro Core War, it, it follows that. It follows uh, Sinestro being defeated, and he goes to the Antimatter Universe. And he basically starts making his own core, which is cool. And it's funny that nobody ever thought of that. Nobody ever thought of, you know, Sinestro. The reason he can't win is he's always getting outclassed a lot of time. Either the Green Lanterns are too good, like how Jordan, or he just gets outnumbered. I mean, it's a whole 
universe of Green Lanterns. So it makes sense. Like he, the whole thing with Green Lanterns is when the qualification is the ability to overcome great fear. You know, um, so it's like even though you know courage, willpower, you know, gives you the ability to overcome fear. Sinestro, his requisite prerequisites were um, you. You must have the ability to instill fear, and uh, that's where my admiration of the character comes in. In the sense of, you know, when I when I look at villains, I like the idea of them not being completely bad. In the sense of they're not wrong. You know, I like Lex Luthor as a Superman villain because he's not completely wrong. Like you know, there's a lot of things he says where I'm like, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like it's not the right thing to do, but you're not wrong. You're just going about it the wrong way or whatever. Same thing with Zod. You know, he's another Superman villain where he's not completely wrong. Like he, he, he's has Krypton first instead of, you know, earth. So I get that. Um, you know, just villains like that. Um, what was it? Uh, Ra's al Ghul for Batman. Um, and then, yeah, with a uh, green lantern, they have, um, or uh, yeah, Doctor Doom for the Fantastic Four, Black Adam for Captain Marvel. Like they're they're similar to the character, but not not wrong. Like you know they're they're doing bad things. They're bad guys. You know no one's trying to hide that. But with Sinestro, his whole thing is the reason he fell from grace with the Green Lantern Corps was uh he had ruled over his his planet. You know you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to use the the Green Lantern's power to you know abuse it to take over anything. You're there to instill you know to bring order and justice. And Sinestro, you know, he, he brought order through fear, you know, and his own form of justice. And that's what he ends up doing with the Sinestro Corps. He's like, you know what? The Green Lanterns are clearly not doing their job because they've been doing this for millennia and it's nothing's changed. You know, there's still crazy, evil people out there. So, you know what? We're going to give them something to really be scared of. They're clearly not scared of the Green Lantern Corps. So we'll uh, we'll give them something to be afraid about. And, uh, you know, they start uh, their ba- their initial like uh, attacks. They went after some of the big, you know, the big names, you know, mainly the Earth Green Lanterns and stuff. At the time, Kyle Rayner was uh, Ion. He had like the entity Ion inside of him. He, he was the host. And Ion's basically, it's, it's the embodiment, you know, the cosmic embodiment of willpower. And um, previously before Ion, we had known about Parallax. And that's what made uh, Hal Jordan turn evil. And he became Parallax. So they, um, uh, Sinestro, he's joined by a uh, cyborg Superman. He's joined by the Anti-Wander and then uh, Super Superman Prime. I keep wanting to call him Superboy Prime. Superman Prime is joined by him, and then uh, and then they take um Kyle and they they break him to where they're able to rip out the Ion entity and then let the Parallax entity go in. So he's on their side now. And it was again such cool scenes, such great moments. Like uh, again, people start dying. There's a freaking body count in this series, like high. I forget how many it is. They said, but they 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 lost hundreds of Green Lanterns throughout this uh Sinestro Core War. And, um, you know, let me see if I can find it a bit, but yeah, they, uh, the way they break, um, they break, uh, Kyle Rayner is that he, um, his mom had passed. She had gone sick. Well, you find out that the way she got sick was, uh, it was a Sinestro. One of the Sinestro core members was this disease it was a sentient like virus. And, um, you know, because uh, a virus can instill fear, right? Like, everyone's afraid. I mean, even nowadays, like, people are afraid of certain viruses and stuff like that. So imagine one that's sentient that can go around and make people sick on purpose. Like, it's such a crazy idea. So they, they you know, kind of let Kyle Rayner know that, yeah, it was this sentient sentient virus that killed his mom. That's why she's dead. And that, that kind of breaks him. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really, again, really, really cool, really initial moment. A really cool initial, like, attack. Really cool moments. Um, and it kind of, it, it lays the groundwork, like it starts building up more and more towards, um, 
the coming War of the Light and Blackest Night. Um, and and uh, it's great moments, like people just mustering stuff up. You have uh, John Stewart having a sniper battle with a space cockroach. Um, was it a cockroach? I think it was a cockroach. Um, or it might have been like a weird like uh, mollusk thing, like a weird little like uh, shell crustacean thing. But he's having a sniper battle using planets as cover. Like it was such a cool moment. Um, but the thing throughout it is there's always been the rule that Green Lanterns don't kill. Like it's part of the the rules. Like you just can't do it. Um, the ring won't even allow you. And the whole time throughout the Sinestro Corps war, they're losing people. And the Green Lanterns aren't able to kill any of them back. Like they're just they'll they'll take them out and then they'll get back up and they'll kill a bunch more people. And uh, that's one of the rules that gets rewritten by the Guardians of the Universe is they allow um, deadly force or fatal force in the you know towards Yellow Lanterns. And that's where you start seeing the the tides turn where they start kind of outnumbering them. Uh, John Stewart hears it and he's able to just boom snipe that. I want to say it's a cockroach, but it might have been like a little crustacean thing. Um, he's able to snipe it and kill it, um, and that's where the tide starts churning. The Green Lanterns come up ahead, uh, but that kind of just kicked off everything. And for me, that was a really cool book because I was like, "Man, this Green Lantern like series is great! Like, it's just there's so much cool stuff, cool moments, and great character building going on." And that's kind of what solidified me as a Green Lantern fan. Like, um, Superman's always going to be one of my favorite characters. He's up there with Green Lantern, like one and two, one A, two, you know, one B. Um, but Green Lantern just consistently has more good stories than Superman. It's difficult to write Superman stories that are good. I'm not saying there's none out there. Like right now, there's a great series going on right now by Philip Kennedy Johnson, but there's not as many good ones as there is Green Lantern. Again, Green Lantern was great for, oh man, so long, almost, you know, uh, 10, 10 years, just about, you know, um, it was great because Jeff Johns wrote it for such a long time. And then even after that, um, after Johns was done, done with it, you had a uh, Robert Venditti writing for him and he did a great job. Like he, he, he took that baton and he ran with it. And I was a little worried initially and he just came into his own. He, I saw what he was building. at. it's hard to see the, the big picture when you're looking at the puzzle pieces. And that's what he's really good at. He's really good at having these little puzzle, pe- puzzle pieces that are um, definitely, how do you say, um, their own little stories and they end up building and mattering later on as well. You know, because this happened earlier, it's going to affect the outcome of a story later on. Or it's like, remember this, remember this, remember this. Well, it all matters. And it shows, you know, your actions, especially as a superhero, right? Um, your actions do matter. You know, how you treat people, what you do, it's going to come back to either bite you on the ass or help you out. And, uh, I feel like Robert Venditti is really good at understanding what these characters do, um, who they are, um, what they should be, what they can be and making these great stories and making it all kind of matter and he's really good at you know the, the whole uh what was that uh improv role yes and he never tries to undo anybody else's writing um he just he's like yes that was cool and let's add to this um so i, I don't know again like um sinistra core war as much as I like blackest night because blackest night is really good i'll say objectively is definitely a better crossover event than sinistra core was but that's also because had the the ability to take in all the dc titles at the time sinestro core war was just you know green lantern green lantern core and then a couple of you know a few one shots um but it's still my favorite because that's what kind of just again it just cemented it for me as a being a, a franchise you know um favorite um and then uh i kept reading green lantern and i'll talk about some of the other series later on but i kept reading green lantern all the way i mean up until a couple years ago so uh grant morrison took over after robert venditti 
Um, and he did a Green Lantern season one, season two. There were 12 issue series with a three issue miniseries in between. Didn't really care for him. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, some people, if you like it, cool. If you know, but I mean, I went from having at my shop 16 subscribers picking up the series to three, like me being one of them until I dropped it. Like it just was not popular. I can see why. I mean, I'll, maybe at some point in the future, I'll talk about why I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, it, I was fortunate enough that there was another series going on under the DC Young Animals imprint called uh, Far Sector, um, which was really good. It was a Green Lantern related, you know, uh, series, and it was written really well. Great artwork. I was able to read that instead of uh, Grant Morrison's Green Lantern run, but it was really, it was unfortunate. Not ever since pretty much the end of high school, I had started picking up Green Lantern books monthly. You know, once I caught up, I was I was reading them monthly. And it was kind of a bummer for the first time in almost 10 years not grabbing new Green Lantern books off the shelf. It was, it was very depressing. <laughs> I know it sounds very melodramatic, but it was really sad. You know, it's it's fun having something to look forward to. Um, and talking about looking forward to a series that I read lately. So DC is really good with their ch children's books. Like I actually really do like the, uh, the children's series that they do. They do the four kids and the young adults line now. It used to be called DC uh, Zoom and Ink. Um, and they put out a series or a book called a graphic novel called Green Lantern Legacy. Um, the writer, I want to say was, uh, their name is pronounced Min, Min Le. Um, they're, uh, yeah, Min Le. Let me see. They have any information on the author. Uh, they are a, I don't know if they're American. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know if he's uh, Asian-American or not. Um, yeah, so I don't want to say too much information on him. Um, yeah, I'm assuming he's American, though, because he's writing for American comics and stuff. Um, I'm assuming he's of Vietnamese descent as well, because uh, the character that he... Um, the character he writes in the series is a Vietnamese-American kid. Um... Yeah, let me see. No, they don't have any more information on him. Um, yeah, the character in the series, uh, his name is... Let me find it real quick. Uh, but it, it was really good. Uh, my nephew actually really liked it, too. Um, I've been doing this thing where I have my nephew read, or I had I used to have him read um, uh, comics, you know, like trade paperbacks, like the thicker books, for, um, for booster packs of, like... Um, of uh for booster packs of pokemon cards my hero academia whatever it was that he liked and eventually he just stopped asking for the packs you know he was just doing it on his own accord which i'm really happy about because i can't afford that and he should want to read it like he should want to have fun um but the main character in the series his name was ty fam so he's a vietnamese american which is cool because my buddy i have a buddy named ben fam and he's got a couple of cousins that i really miss they're uh um victor and uh newton ty um really really cool characters <laughs> characters they're all really cool kids really really great people um great friends um and yeah they were all vietnamese descent you know vietnamese american and they they showed me a little bit about the culture and uh the food which is the best <laughs> you know cultural food's always great right i'll get some pho or some balmy um but yeah the uh the main character he's uh relatively young and uh his mother or not his mother his grandmother was the green lantern for space sector 2814 and um she got the ring when she was in vietnam 
um, I think right before the war, during the war, and then um, she helped out a lot of people on you know in, in the world, and um, she didn't want to leave her family and her community behind though, so she immigrated properly with them and stuff like that. She didn't just leave them, and then they set up a big community, and their their whole thing was uh in their community, in their neighborhood, in that area, um, they uh how do you say um community is a big deal she would help people find work find assistance where they needed it um you know if people needed to hire some people she'd help them you know uh find people that needed the work or that can do the work well um if you know people had ways of donating food stuff like that you know just very community oriented and she unfortunately passed um and uh that was one of the things is she she tried to teach them was you know you got to take care of your community um in the meantime they have a uh this like rich guy who's um trying to take over he's buying you know big corporation trying to buy up you know neighborhoods and stuff and uh basically like gentrify it and um you find out that later on that he's you know it's aligned with sinestro you know one of the bad guys and um it was a really cool series uh or i keep saying series but it's just one graphic novel um it was a really cool graphic novel um he he has a really cool design too. He has like the uh like a Vietnamese like uh, inspired outfit uh with the robe and the cool like um Asian designs on it with like the the, the intricate like it's like a jade Green Lantern ring as well. It's not just a, like a metal one or whatever. Um, uh, just a really cool design. Really really interesting character. Um, you know a lot of the community stuff starts coming into play, and that's one thing that I do like about DC is uh they do definitely focus on writing proper stories for these kids books they're not just making a cartoon episode like they're they're trying to teach you something you know like this this book teaches you about community um the there was a wonder woman book uh, diana princess of the amazon teaches you about you know uh time and place growing up you know stuff what's you know what's proper what's not um just again they, they put a lot of work into it and uh i was really excited um with uh the series or with the, the the graphic novel so when i heard that they were doing a follow-up to it called green lantern alliance oh man that, that made me so excited um and in that one i haven't read it yet that's what i'm looking forward to um it's came out but i haven't been able to get my hands on it yet the uh but the character he makes friends it looks like with a flash character like a young flash character um but it, it follows up uh ty fam's um uh his battles with you know in the previous uh story was xander griffin that's the bad guy um but that was only they say it was only the beginning um he's uh um he's trying to juggle how do you say he's trying to juggle his life as a student with you know the whole superhero thing and um that's where he meets uh he meets a kid flash a new you know a new kid flash and they're trying to stop a string of fires and whatnot. Um, but I'm just, I'm really excited to see where the story goes. Uh, when I do read it, I'll try to do an episode following it up. Maybe, maybe I'll try to get my nephew back on here because he's read the first one. Maybe I'll try to get him to read the second one. Um, see if he likes that one. But that's what I'm looking forward to. And then uh, another thing to look forward to. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that I will be doing a, almost like a sub podcast. Uh, I'll be trying to put it in between uh regular episode releases where i'm gonna be hanging with my buddy goof one way or another and we're just gonna be bringing up quick little quotes that we like you know from different forms of media video games comics um 
board games, shows, whatever it is, you know, stuff that kind of resonates or you like, you hear, and you're like, ooh, that's a cool quote. You know, that's that's a really cool one. We're just going to be trying to pull, bring them out quickly. The episodes aren't going to be too long. They'll be about the same length, if not a little bit shorter than a, a regular Weaving Words episode. Um, I'm trying to theme them, but there is some really cool stuff. Um, the first episode that I'll be uploading uh, next week was the prototype one that we started out. Um, Goofy kind of sprung it on me, and we just kind of went with it. And uh, I like the idea, so we'll be doing some more in the future as well, so keep an ear out for those. Um, if you guys haven't already, definitely, I definitely recommend you know uh, subscribing to whatever you can, um, whatever service you're on, uh, just to, so you can get a notification when the new episodes come up. And then... Um, if you can just share it with people, sharing it is one of the best things you can do because you never know who would be interested in it. You know, it does, and it doesn't cost anything to just ask or tell someone like, "Hey, man, you know, my buddy has a podcast. If you like this, this, and that, this is what it's about." And we might get some new uh, listeners, or you know, um, new fans, or just new new point of views. Again, I'm always taking uh, recommendations, suggestions, uh, constructive criticism. Um, you know, just want to make this better, and I want to see where you guys want this series to go. Uh, it's, it's something I definitely enjoy doing. Um, I know I've stopped and started so many times, but I, you know, the reason I keep starting it back up and keep going is because I do like doing it, and I do like hearing from you guys, and I do like having my buddies come on and and share what they like. They always have a blast doing it. Um, uh, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, uh, any suggestions, please feel free to message me weavingwordspodcast at gmail dot com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Weaving Words Podcast. Twitter that I hardly use, Discord servers, also a Hooligan Squad Discord server. We always put it in the description. It's been a little dead, but I'm I'm trying to work on that. Um, it's just it's hard doing uh, <laughs> a lot of social media stuff in between episodes. Uh, but yeah, thanks for giving me a listen. Keep an ear out for uh, new fun stuff coming out. Thank you and goodbye.